0: Hello and welcome to the weekly review, your weekly Friday debrief of things we've heard and seen coming from the Agile community here in Melbourne and beyond. Today, another mini hack, and it's about reflection. Something that we do with a lot of discipline when we're working in an Agile team and have a regular retrospective. It's also something I noticed that has been chosen for the very top line of heart of Agile, the very simple Agile set of ideas that has four words as its critical imperatives, collaborate, deliver, reflect and improve. It's something we're sometimes doing as hacks on ourselves. You might have heard last week on the weekly reboot, Penelope Barr saying that she does a daily five things reflection every evening with her family and has been doing so for years. In my family, when the kids were little, we used to do a share something good around the dinner table and something I've personally been doing lately, just in the past few weeks actually, is a six questions journal. And I have to admit, I started this as I was lured in by an article about boosting happiness. But what I found through doing this exercise that it's really boosting something else, which is my knowledge about myself. And this is probably the most powerful reason I can think of for encouraging a little more reflection in your life and in the teams you work with. It's also the thing I say most often, which is that if you take one thing out of the Agile world, it's to do the retrospective, the Agile ceremony that's designed for reflection. And it's often the way I start when I work with a new company or team, which is to hold a retrospective. So in a way, I'm kind of embarrassed it's taken me so long to do a mini hack episode on reflection, and that in itself is interesting for me to reflect on, which is why would I feel shame about something like that? Hmm. Anyway, back to you all. It's also very common for teams, I've noticed, to let retrospectives slip, and I've fallen into that trap of not being, always being true to regular retrospectives, so I understand how this can creep in as a bad practice or a bad habit if you're on an agile team. Life is busy. There's so much right in front of you to focus on when you're in a delivery team or any kind of team. Deadlines for tasks can pop up and other distractions at work can appear that seem important, like cupcake morning teas and meetups and fundraisers, and, and perhaps you're not having great retrospectives anyway. Sometimes it feels easier to skip retrospective and skip dredging up what's really going on for a team. I have a sort of rebellious nature, so sometimes I find myself wagging a retro because I feel like I'm being hemmed in with rules too much and I crave a kind of rebellious freedom. This can happen. The teams I respect the most that I've worked with over the years are the ones that keep showing up to retros even when their work is not going well, and I've seen that. Teams that are having a terrible time delivering or achieving for whatever reason, but they still have enough dedication to improvement that they'll keep showing up to get together and reflect and improve. So if you're bought into the why of reflection, that is that it's a powerful tool for learning about yourself or your team. And through that insight, you can make some choices about then how to improve or change or adapt yourself or yourselves as a team. How then do we carve out ways to bring more reflection to our teams? Well, I've come up three different ways that qualify as mini hacks for you to try. Now you don't have to do them all at once. Of course, I just thought I would give you a little menu or a menu of ideas to choose from. So the first one is to ask for a few minutes of reflection. And this kind of harks back to the Mastering Post-it Notes episode where you know we give people just a few minutes silence to work on things on their own before getting together to as a group to collaborate. But even without post-its, you can just ask for some thinking minutes or even casually drop it into a conversation at a meeting or a workshop or a gathering. So if you feel like we're just go, go, going to an end point without really reflecting on things that we could reflect on to learn better, then you could drop into conversation. Remember when this thing happened, I'm wondering what was it about that time that made us make that decision? So even asking this question creates a little bit of space and a little bit of time for people to think back and reflect. And it's a valuable way of inserting a little reflection into a situation, meeting or workshop. When it feels like everyone around you might be hurtling towards a conclusion or an assumption or an outcome so just ask for those few minutes of reflection the second one is to build it into a daily habit like Penelope has done at the dinner table or like I've done by answering these six questions or like we used to do around the dinner table when we asked the kids to share something good and just as a side note the reason we stopped doing that was because they became sassy teenagers and then they'd start talking about things that were bad or things at school that were maybe negative so we canned that um, we might start something up again like that. Anyway, so the second one was to bring it into your daily habits. Um, and here's a great way that I've seen work. When I worked in Varto, we had a Slack bot set up in our coaches channel that reminded us every day at about four thirty um, to answer a few questions. And from memory, I think it was two things that went well and something that you learnt from the day. And it made me, I noticed, a lot more reflective about how I was spending my days and how I was spending my time, whether it was on the most valuable stuff, whether it was just firefighting or doing low-grade admin activity. And the other thing I learned was what my colleagues and my team were doing all day, the things that they were doing that they felt really good about and the things that they were learning um, about the situations they were in. So it was a really nice informal fast Way of getting just a, a download of how um, people's days were going, and just created that little bit of reflective space at the end of the day. So you're sort of distracted. You're not probably performing at your highest level anyway. So it was a nice little blip in Slack to remind us um, to get in and log that. Number three, the next one is that at any at the end of any session, be it a workshop or a meeting save some moments for shared reflection. And this is very powerful since you've just been in the moment together. So it's likely people are gonna remember everything that's happened and you have a chance to add your perspective onto how you felt about how things went for you. And this gives not only you a chance to reflect, but everyone else a chance to gain some deeper knowledge of how you think. And this increase in knowledge about how you work increases trust. You have in effect, just let someone around the table inside your head. And this increases trust and therefore increases the team performance. Teams that know each other better and establish trust take risks and outperform teams that don't. So very simple to implement, just go around the room and ask everyone to reflect on something that went well for the day or something they learned for the day. And a sub tip for this one to kind of amp up the performance a little bit is to make it a new reflection for each person in the room. So you can't just repeat what someone else has said. So you can't just say, much like Anna, I too felt we spent too long on the marketing campaigns discussion. So in this way, you kind of increase the pressure a little bit to come up with different reflections. And therefore, you've got more chance of going a little deeper and surfacing a little bit more. So those are my three tips. Number one is ask for a few minutes reflection in a session. And if you can't get those few minutes, then as a reflective question, like someone remind me what happened and why we made that decision back then, try to get reflection happening in that session. Number two is set it up as a daily habit. Use a tool like Slack and add a Slack bot to remind you daily to answer a few questions. And number three is at the end of a session or workshop, save a few moments for shared reflection. Either set it up yourself or get into the head of the meeting facilitator to save you a few minutes at the end so you can go around the room and reflect. That has been the weekly reboot mini hack for this week. I hope you get a chance to bring more reflection into your life personally and for your teams. It really is a great way to learn about yourself and how you work and about your team and how they work. And it's an opportunity to improve and build trust between you and your teams. Well, we just have time to mention again last conference. Of course, it's on again this year and in Melbourne on the 30th of July. So get your tickets if they haven't sold out. I will put a link into the podcast notes so you can register. We will be recording an episode of the podcast live for the panel Ed O'Shaughnessy and I are hosting, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, What We've Learned in Scaling scaling Agility with some special guests on our panel, special guests that are leaders, senior leaders in business as well as um, very experienced um, agilists at Scaling Agile. And we'll be around with the recorder on the day as well. So if you'd like to come and say hello, we'd love to meet you and chat to you. We love your feedback. You have been listening to the Weekly Reboot, your regular Friday debrief of things we've heard and seen coming from the Agile community here in Melbourne and beyond. We'll be on a little break during the two weeks of school holidays now, and I'll be back on the 19th of July. So subscribe in your favorite podcast app to get it in your ears on the 19th of July at 4pm. Until then, talk for now. This week's weekly reboot was brought to you by Last